Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Pro Video Coalition podcast. We're sort of back to the uh, the news sort of thing that we were doing for a while there last week or the week before last. Whenever we did it, we took one off and did, uh, did a big discussion about Codex in depth. But this week we're back, kind of discussing what's going on in the uh, in the news. With uh, we've got usual suspects here. We got Damian Allen out in uh, on the West Coast. What's up, Damian? Uh, not much. Mr. Gary Adcock, which is up north from myself in uh, in Nashville and Chicago. Hello, Gary. Hello. Been a lovely day here today. <laughs> it has been uh, been beautiful after we had our tornadoes go through last week. So it's been yes. uh, the weather has been quite nice. It's You're in the off, one covered. half of the town that's still standing, right? Uh, I am. I'm south of town. The tornadoes hit north of town. Uh, yeah. There was, well, I think, nine of them that they finally confirmed. One of them wow. was, uh, like, ran for 50 miles. Crazy. Uh, and there was, I think, an EF4 that touched down for six or eight miles. It did some really bad destruction, which uh, yeah, east the, of Nashville. The, the, drone, the drone shots of that were incredible with just the, the swath cut through the trees and housing for, you know, as far as you could see off in the distance, there's this pavement just, like, ripped up from the tornado. And it's one of those things people don't understand if they've ever seen them. So. It's it's it was it was devastating. I don't think any of us knew uh, what was going on the night when they were our tornado sirens were going off all over the county because they go off all over the county if one goes off, which is going to be changed because wow. it makes people very complacent. But um, you know, I remember waking up the next morning and was just floored by how much damage there was. So and we, Scott, we is it business rain. as usual now, or uh, is it still? Chaotic. Well, uh, in parts of town, no, not not at all. I think there's still people without power. Uh, but you know, I mean, Nashville and Tennessee's, you know, we're the volunteer state, so people have been really pitching in, and there's been actually more. There, it's hard to volunteer um, in some of the official capacities because they're all full. There's wow. so many people um, trying to volunteer, so they are, you know, it's all cleanup is uh, is ongoing. It'll be ongoing for um, for uh, quite a while. But, you know, in our realm, uh, the big news, I uh, think, is that uh, I bought a 16-inch MacBook Book Pro on y'all's recommendation. <laughs> wow. That is big You still news. have problems with it? <laughs> Let's just quit the podcast now. We're done. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a really good machine. I do like it. Uh, the, the, the problem, the main problem I was having was it was uh, it, the um, it was putting drives to sleep, my RAID to sleep really, really quickly. Apparently, that's not an unknown thing in uh, Catalina. I think people are attributing it to Catalina. And it's really annoying because you can just pause for 20 seconds or so, even though I have all the energy saver stuff properly checked, it would still put the drive to sleep. But someone on uh, Twitter recommended a little app called, uh, I think it's, is it amphetamine or acetaminophen yes. or something like that? Yeah. Amphetamine, right. yeah. There's another one called caffeine a while back, right? Same kind yeah. of thing. Yes, I heard about caffeine as well. It was nice about amphetamine. I was able just to tag that one drive and, it, and it's got a little preference. It'll say like, oh, that's how often cool. do you want the app to hit the drive? And so far that has kept it from... Uh, not falling asleep. So so far, I really like the machine. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, the Catalina thing is interesting to me. I, I and this is my complete ignorance, Gary. Maybe you know the answer to this. Like, was it just a snobbishness, or like I know when Windows went 64-bit, they still happily allow you to use 32-bit apps, and that probably will never change, or it may, but not for a while. And yet, Apple's made the decision just to completely refuse to let 32-bit apps run, and. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, in the old days, in the in the previous version of the OSs, we could go in a line command and and turn yeah. on, you know, don't sleep the drives, and it would. Like, just is it more. just a brutal way to say to developers you have to grow up and move to sixty four bit? Because to me, 
it's you know there are so many of those little cool awesome apps that you know they're they're abandoned wear but they're still cool like for example uh shake is one of them oh. i don't know if it was still running on the previous os but there's some abandoned wear by apple that uh I, i'm sure some people out there are still using for uh visual effects work you know uh, oh yeah the linux version especially yeah yeah. So, you know, anyway, that's uh, it's it, that's the one thing I find a, a little bit frustrating about Catalina is just that kind of cut in the sand. This is where this is where it ends for 32 bit apps. Well, but I think that's I think there's a reason behind that, because if they start going to the Apple chipset, you know, the the, the Apple, the chipset that they're using in the iPads and everything, which looks like it based on all security flaw issues that have come out on Intel and ADM launch, you know, boot sequences in the last three days. Um, you know, Apple's going to its own chipset. And if they go to i7 or, you know, a7 or whatever it is for the next generation of chips, they're probably going to have to go 64-bit. But you know what? So, How many gazillions of dollars do they have? Could they really not afford just to have a sandbox 32-bit emulator for, you know, I just... Don't disagree with you. You know, that's the stuff. It's just, I don't know. But anyway, I'm hey, I'm not always I'm not, look forward. I didn't have all that Apple stock, so obviously <laughs> I did something not smart. I so cashed I mine out two weeks ago and I'm setting until it hits. <laughs> uh, there you go. I, yeah, I, yeah, I cashed mine out way too long ago, unfortunately, but tis life. I, uh, I put all my all my stock into into liquidity funds two weeks ago when I started was, hearing about this because I wanted to because I thought something was going to happen. That was probably right. smart. You know, we can complain about all that, but Parasite was edited on Final Cut Pro 7 on, for what I understand, a Macintosh Performer 405. What? I didn't hear that, but I'm that kidding. doesn't surprise me. I, yeah. I'm just joking. I just Googled, like, what's a really, really old Mac? And that Performer 405 <laughs> came up in Google. Well, hey, I mean, that came, well, see, that jokes. came up, and I was having a, a, a discussion online with a few people, um, an avid reseller in L.A., as a matter of fact, about how, um, you know, yeah, there's still some 20-year-old avids running on Quadra 900s in some basement oh, wow. in, L in, you know, in the L.A. Yeah, basement. at some point, you still got to let go. out something now. <laughs> I'm not shocked by this. All right, no, seriously, the big news uh, has been, of course, NAB and all the uh, companies that are kind of pulling out of NAB, and today's big... Uh, big news was Adobe announcing that they will not be attending, which I guess is not a shock. They pulled out of their Adobe Summit developer event thing or whatever it's called it was, which is a few weeks before NAB. And we had AJA pull out. We had uh, Western Digital pull out. Uh, who uh, Nikon which is I think G -Tech. pulled out. Which is G -Tech. Yeah. Yes, Nikon. G Tech, Western Digital. So really, the, the the one, I mean, we've obviously got Avid still in the South Hall and Blackmagic, who, of all the people, because they have such a diverse international uh, staff who staff that booth, they would be one that you would think would definitely be thinking hard about uh, canceling. I'm sure well, the they're big all thinking hard about it. Yeah. Well, and you look at, first of all, let's look at where the limitations are for travel. Right now, the travel is limited from China, from South Korea, from Japan, from Hong Kong, out of Italy, out of, you know, other places like that. And now we're seeing the Middle East and you're seeing this limited amount of, of traffic that can come in because of this virus. I mean, yeah. they've even reduce the number of flights so that that's a good chunk of the world. I mean, you start taking Japan, South Korea, and China out of the mix and what NAB is now, that's a good chunk of the manufacturing. Well, you know, it's, it's I mean, interesting. It's, yeah. I would think like the North Hall and, you know, all those uh, 
satellite trucks and the central hall and everything, a lot of that stuff is still fairly U.S. centric to some degree, isn't it? So I, assume so. I wonder. I wonder if part of the show would go on. It seems like it would be kind of a hard to do something like that, doesn't I don't it? Know. It, it, this has to put uh, NAB show, you know, the, the people in charge in such an impossible position because this yeah. is this is they're getting it from all sides. They're getting people saying cancel. They're getting people saying no, go on at all costs. They're, you know, I mean, how do you? And there are livelihoods involved, decision? obviously, in something like this. I mean, this is a well. It, yeah, let, let me give you an example because I've been reading the numbers about what's going on in Chicago, which is a major convention city. Okay. In the next two weeks, starting on the 14th of March through the end of March, there were four conventions, very large ones, 119,000 people on average come to Chicago the last two weeks of March for these four shows. I mean, it's things like the Houseware Show and, and the Ace Hardware's National Training Program and things like that. So it's wow. American Pulmonology Association, which has got 12,000 members. And they're talking about the fact that it's somewhere between 87 million, eight, 87 million and 185 million dollars in lost revenue just for restaurants and hotels in the city. Wow. That doesn't count lost revenue for the convention center, or cabbies or anything else. That's just the lost revenue for hotels and bars. You know what's even more mind-blowing to me than that is that people would want to go to a convention in Chicago at this time of year when they could go to Vegas or, or somewhere on the West Coast. Well, Chicago's a popular city there, Mr. Damien. It was 60, Come on, it let's was 68 here yesterday. It was 55 and rainy. That's a heat wave. I, yeah, I went is. to it. I said that because I went to a conference in Chicago once in February, and I, I, I think we left the keys running in the rental car for like two hours before we'd leave the hotel just so that the heater would have heated it up before we had to get in the sucker. So uh, maybe it was unseasonably cold. It's well, it's it's stupid because you're just waiting for uh, waiting for someone to hop in and take your car. But uh, it was Jeez, cold. A car with electric seats works really well. <laughs> well, let's, let's let's think a minute about. Um, so, if you are a exhibitor and you have a booth there, a medium sized booth, that also can't come at an easy yeah. decision because you not have cheap. invested wow. time and money since probably well, the day guys... they ended the previous yeah. year. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to do deposits at the previous show, and you're talking about some space, particularly in the front of the halls where, you know, people like Black Magic and Grass Valley and stuff are. That's prime real estate. You have to be there a long time to get those places. And, and one of the ones that dropped out today was Ross Video. They've been going to NAB cons consistently since 1974. So what, and, do they, what do they do that those aren't familiar with? Uh, uh, their infrastructure for broadcasters. Okay. So they're 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 all the stuff that, you know, the television stations need as a composite unit, including all gotcha. the cabling and everything else. But it's switchers, it's switchers, and you know all that stuff that a lot of other companies do that that Ross just keeps consuming underneath their name. So, but they're yeah, I mean they're big in converters and transcoding and and compressing and all that stuff. Okay, so so import they're an important company, not I don't want to and, say and not one flashy, of long just, yeah. yeah. And one of the longest standing one. I mean, they have a massive presence at NAB. Well, I wonder if um, the uh, the count of actual attendees coming in, those those who are just paying for their hotel to go to the event, I wonder, I don't think we have any way of knowing what those numbers are like, but just speculating on 
that, you know, people, and I've just seen the discussion on Twitter, people saying, you know what, I've decided I'm not going, I'm not going to go this year. You know, it's interesting. I, I've seen, you know, I've heard from quite a few uh, colleagues that, that I, I consider quite level-headed, not fear mongers. And they're telling me, yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't want to take the risk. It's not worth it. It's not, I can catch up with people other ways. And uh, so, you know, it's one thing when you get the crazy toilet paper stocking people freaking out, but when you have people just saying, hey, I've evaluated the risk, it might be low, but it's just not a risk I need to take this year. That doesn't bode well for attendance. Well, it really does. And I think what's really has been interesting to watch about this whole thing is is watching the spread of it. I don't mean just trying to, you know, watch the news because the coronavirus has become politically weaponized in this current culture, which is which is quite sad. But I'm just watching around Nashville and uh, mainly friends and people that I know because, you know, uh, one of my wife's good friends today who works in an accounting firm, they had a couple of people went to a, a convention somewhere in the country, I don't know where, but came back and one of them, you know, is now concerned because they've come up, come down with a cold and they've asked the employees to go on, you know, uh, self-quarantine and went to this event. And it's just this weird ripple effect, you know, the crazy toilet paper, toilet paper hoarders notwithstanding, just the normal people are still being affected in, in even, you know, small ways. And it's got to make you, it makes you think. I saw it well, I mean, there's, my there's, son there's, from yeah. school today. I see a guy in a business suit walking in with a, with a mask on. I'm like, you know, really? Is that is that necessary? But I guess for some people, as he's it scratching is. his face, yeah, as he's scratching <laughs> his face. Well, I mean, just so you know how it is here, I'm possibly having an event canceled on the 19th with Panavision here in Chicago that I was going to do with Teradek, um, because there's been a coronavirus confirmed in the cruise in Chicago, and now mm. all of a sudden, and this just came up tonight. And I don't know what's really going on, so I'll find out more next week. But it's like, what do you mean in the what do you mean in the cruise? It, and in, in, in there is a confirmed coronavirus report in a film crew of a... Oh, oh, I see. Not, not like cruise ship. <laughs> That's what I was so, thinking. I was thinking, what's that got to do? You go on a cruise How did a cruise ship get in Chicago? That's amazing. There's <laughs> a really big lake. They do have them here. That's <laughs> they true. flew it in. How popular are the lake cruises? <laughs> uh, actually, quite. So... Yeah. You can actually you can actually go up to Milwaukee and take a ferry across the lake that's faster than driving around. And you can go back and forth across the lake. It's actually faster to go to Milwaukee than it is to go across the lake. So it's not a particularly yes. scenic cruise, I would guess, where you're getting uh, you know, fancy meals and whatnot. Uh yeah, it is. So oh, it's one well, of those kind well, of boats. That's good. Put, the, put that on, on my to-do list. It's a booze and cruise trip. Just, just don't do it in February or March. Do it in I, I, I love Chicago, but just not in February or March. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's think about, um, so I would consider AJA, uh, there, I don't, I don't want, I'm not using, um, I'm not sure how to say this, but like almost like a second tier where I would put maybe Adobe as, at the, as the top tier sure. um, exhibitor, you know, we've got Adobe at, right. the t- at, the, at the top now. I don't, Nikon's probably considered second tier as would be with yeah, third. Digital. Yeah. Nikon, Nikon, Nikon is way down. Purely, purely by size, obviously black magic is big. Um, yeah. do you know, is Singapore have any issues? Because all their engineering team is out of Singapore. Correct. Yeah, there is some issues in Singapore and Hong Kong. So that could be a problem for them right out of the gate. Um, obviously, a red. People, a lot of people yeah. over. Boy, I always commend uh, Black Magic because they'll have engineers there on yeah. the floor 
and I'm just talking about resolve because that's what's you know in my wheelhouse. But and they, and it's so great they are willing to talk and 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 they'll have conversations and they're and they listen and I've seen them take notes and yep. it's always a credit to what they do. Yeah, I agree with that. Peter has a good crew over there. So yeah, and and they actually require it because I I remember I was rooming with one of the engineers who was complaining about having to being dragged out of grass uh, uh, grass valley to have to attend, but. It was kind of like that's the thing across the board. Everyone plays, everyone shoulders the work. So that is that is a pretty cool thing about. It's one of the things that's really valuable when you can genuinely talk with the people that are deciding on the product's future and development. I you just know, and it's always nice. So, but it, but it's also interesting too that you know I've had discussions with probably a half a dozen manufacturers about what they're going to do that they don't want to know public. You know, they're good, but I've been told by at least three small companies that they're waiting to figure out what goes on, but they're not on planning on going. And these are people not what 10 by 10s, but maybe by 20 by 20 or 30 by 30 booths. So medium sized booths. I mean, and well, and there are a lot of those smaller vendors too, who this is a huge chunk of the marketing, uh, right. not just budget, well, but look at actually all the ones their, their, well, their ability to market. Well, and think I mean, of all the ones that come from China and the whole China pavilion, that's not going to be there because they're not going to let those people in the country without quarantine. And that's going to be a huge effort. We need to figure out there's a whole pavilion for China. There's a whole pavilion for South Korea. And that kind of thing, particularly in the central hall where those are common, is a big deal. And then you look at the secondary manufacturing of all the stuff and that what goes on. I'm you know, fairly concerned about some of the manufacturing and that there's going to be a lot of empty booths, a lot of empty booths. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, let me just bring up some other bad news I just got here. Pearl Jam has postponed their North American spring tour. No. And this pisses me off because I have tickets <laughs> to go. So I'm really, really? Yes, I do. And I was very excited about it. Pearl Jam fan from way back. But on so, the flip side, Led Zeppelin won their copyright ba battle. Oh, that's a good for thing. Stairway to, for Stairway to Heaven. They've been yeah. battling that for a really, really uh, long for, time. Does that mean uh, every guitar center in america who's had some teenager play it badly has to cough up now <laughs> possibly no, yes. it has to do it has to do with the original writing of the song um and i forgot what the name of the other group was uh, uh oh that's a weird they supposedly group. stole the lick stole yeah. the lick from stairway to heaven and wow. it's been they've been in, in battle since i don't know the mid-70s it's 70s. fun to listen to the comparison of them. i see where the uh the the bahrain formula one race will be run without uh fans which is quite interesting, but the uh, IndyCar season opener in St. Petersburg next on Sunday is going to go on as planned. So, well, did you hear know. that the NIT was going to do a basketball tournament? Was going to play with no fans for the first three games? I saw and that, then, and and NBA was contemplating it, and LeBron James said, "I will not something like I will not play if there are no fans." Uh, yeah, it's like okay. Now I wonder if the bookies are taking uh, bets on these things, on whether you know whether the, this show or that show is going to run, whether the event's going to happen. Is oh, uh, that's a good question? You know, you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, here we are, uh, just three uh, three dudes who are just thinking about NAB, uh, pontificating and speculating on this virus and what it may do when when we don't when we know virtually nothing about viruses. I mean, I think that what's sad about this is, I mentioned the political sort of weaponizing of this particular uh, quote unquote crisis, and it's. It is so sad what is this country has currently become, and 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 it's in the current climate because I, I don't think other countries are going through quite what we're going through with the left and the right battling back and forth with each other to determine 
you know, who's right, who's wrong, who can we point fingers at, what can we blame? It's just, it's really, it's a very disheartening time to be an American well, citizen. And you, and you looked at what happened when the Ebola crisis happened or with, you know, um, uh, the bird flu virus where, you know, the leaders in charge got out of the way and let the doctors speak. You know, they want to hear the news from the doctors. And and that's been the thing that's been I've been missing in all of this. And you start listening to it and you see that, you know, people from the Center for Disease Control in New York and California and the key states around the country are now stepping in and saying, we're going to do this and this is what we do. And and I think the biggest thing is fear. I mean, I'm one of those people that that under the age bracket, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the numbers or not, but the average age of someone that actually needs medical attention is is in their early 60s. And the average age of death is in their is in the 80s or higher. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's an interesting uh, metric when you think that younger people don't get it, but they spread it much faster. And I have a high risk mother. My mother's got, you know, COPD and heart condition and she's 90. So I have to be conscious if I go not to bring it back to her. But yeah. that's me being conscious of of her needs, and in well, addition to protecting myself. If you're in your twenties, it's like who cares? Like this isn't this is a lame thing. But as as we get older, it's like mm, that seventy plus area is not that far away anymore. So totally you know, yeah. I kind of well, hope that when I'm up there, I'm not considered expendable fodder. You know what I mean? And talking about this particular country, you say who cares? But the one the first thing I thought of about you know as this thing kind of went down was about all right if this if we one of us and our family does catch it and we end up in the hospital, oh my God holy shit the bills that are going to come be coming back in because the healthcare costs in this country are so expensive it, yeah. if there was if this does did become does become so widespread I mean it could be it's it can be so financially devastating when you have a big medical event even if you have insurance and that's what's just sadly well, you look at. Italy, they country. pretty much shut down Italy at this point, right? Well, no one's allowed to go anywhere. Oh, they, yeah, the they, entire they, country, yeah. It was first the north, and now they've expanded the quarantine to like the whole country. I think, haven't they? It, it goes to an effective uh, like no six sporting events, yeah. no school. Six a.m. tomorrow. Six a.m. tomorrow morning, uh, Rome time. That has to be un, that has to be unprecedented in our lifetime. It's is that uh, in our lifetime? Like yeah, it did happen during World War II, but but not since. That's and not great. for a medical emergency. Either. Well, I mean, you think about it, it's like, you know, they talk about the, the, the last great pandemic in this country that people talk about is the influenza that took over in 1918. That the Spanish, you, that the Spanish, the Spanish flu? flu? Yeah, the Spanish flu is the one that came in and like nobody in Spain got it. It was all, you know, mostly in the United States, but it killed hundreds of millions of people around the world. And, you know, one of the prime examples of, of you know, paying attention to that was is there was a parade in Philadelphia that they said, oh, don't do this. And it was going to be bad. And you watched the 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 flu epidemic in 1918 spike in Philadelphia to 50 times what the national average was because they had a parade about it. Oh, man. <laughs> Wasn't there a big St. Patrick's Day parade canceled today? I didn't hear I that, but it wouldn't surprise well, me. Look, now, no, to put a, a somewhat of a positive spin on this whole thing, that's a whole lot of quarantine people that are going to have to stay home and binge watch on uh, Netflix. So, you know, it means we got to make more content to keep them entertained while well, they're stuck in quarantine. This is this is very true. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know how quickly we can get it made if crews are quarantined. And That's reality out. TV. It's just oh, well, point of camera or something. Yeah. Those, those seven seasons of Dark, Star Trek DS9 look pretty good right now. <laughs> Was there anything <laughs> anything else uh, somewhat happier that's been happening this, this yeah, past week? Yeah, I, I would like to 
uh, you know, put a positive spin on something, but uh, I don't know that. Uh, you got to have something. Come on, got to be something. I, I I'm going to tell you about. Uh, I'm about to put together a little contentious shootout that should be interesting. Um, so we have a a Mac Pro. It's not. It's it's what you can get for. I think it's. I think the price with tax was seventy five hundred. So I think it's one up. Maybe it's the twelve core, sixty four gigs of RAM. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to compare that against a similarly priced. PC with a 32-core Threadripper, 128 gigs of RAM, two uh, NVIDIA 2080 ties, and, uh, you know, and see when we run uh, Resolve and a bunch of other things through the pipes, what the kind of performance deltas are on them. Mm, so That is interesting. interesting. Yeah, so I mean, a, it's... You are a Mac hater and a PC I am not fanatic, a Mac right? hater. I Look, I have... Didn't I'm, you used to work for Apple? I contracted. <laughs> you know, well, that's, my that's my thing is I'm expedient uh, in my hardware choices. So if if I can spend seventy five hundred bucks on something that uh, does you know smokes everything, or if I can spend seventy five hundred bucks on a nice box, uh, it's you know I'm going to spend the money where it where it counts to horsepower. But it'll be interesting to see, right? I mean, uh, there may be some things where the Mac configuration blitzes. Uh, I still have a feeling 32 cores at you know 4.1 gigahertz and 120. It's interesting because the the PC is going to come out uh, with 128 gigs of RAM uh, by default. The Mac will be at I think at 48. I think that's right. And to even get it to 96 would be another thousand bucks on the config. Now we all know that you never buy RAM with your Mac, you buy the lowest possible RAM and then source your RAM from a third party for half the price of what Apple would charge you on the well, bill. Unless you're buying a 16 inch MacBook Pro and it's, the RAM is glued in and yep, yep. sealed by um, hermetically sealed um, iodine uh, titanium <laughs> welds. Yeah. And you, and whatever you get, if you didn't get the maximum, you're always going to regret that you didn't. But <laughs> so let, let, let me, hold on, let me throw something quick out there. So I bought this, I bought this, this from Apple because I was doing a trade-in for an old iMac. I got 700 bucks for that, which is not, not so shabby, and I'm gonna sell my old uh, Thunderbolt like 2013 MacBook Pro. Um, so all that together, I could buy direct from Apple, 32 gigs of RAM and get a better price. So I did just that. Went, picked up at the Apple store, got a message uh, like next day. It's like, hey, did you purchase this through your Apple business account? And I was like, oh no, I forgot. You know, I just did it real quick. And it's like, oh great, call us. Let's, we'll get it set up and get that through your Apple business account. And the message I got was, Oh, this was a custom order, um, so we can't put that through your Apple business account. You'll need to return it and Ugh. then reorder it. <laughs> wow. I'm like, no, uh -uh, don't do that. No. How insane is that? Anyway, yeah. carry on. No, that sort of stuff yeah. is crazy. It makes no sense, but anyway. I, I didn't talk to them directly, but that was the message that I, that, that I got. No, yeah, it was somebody who's trying to sell you something and doesn't know what the rules are. A lot of times, it's, it's just, yeah. But well, you know, one of the one of the things that I have a hard time with in California is we actually get so sales tax is anywhere from seven and a half to ten percent, depending on which county you live in. But there is a break for the entertainment industry if you are using gear that uh, goes towards making movies. You're supposed to only pay about two and a quarter percent sales taxes. Um, but 
trying to actually find hardware vendors that are willing to believe you and give you the, that discount is really tough. There are certain ones that are specifically, you know, resellers for the film industry that you can get those deals with. But the majority of the time, I just suck it up and pay the extra sales tax. Mm. Sales tax can really hit you on that thing. That's where something like, uh, you know, like a, you know, B&H used to not charge a sales tax, but now they have to, but they offer that credit card thing where they'll pay it for you. And it's, there's all these little ways to get around it. Sales tax can, it, it, it can add up. And Tennessee has a very high sales tax because we don't have an income tax and it's, um, oh. yeah, you gotta, yeah, I think it's like, so it sucks for the tourists is good for you. Uh, yes, this is true. Um, okay. Well, hang on back to the coronavirus for a second. Uh, <laughs> So South by Southwest completely canceled. That's yeah. I think is that the biggest well, conference? No, I think GDC would have been bigger. G, yeah, GDC is bigger, but you uh, game, well, developers game developer. Convention. Yeah. Well, and Nvidia took their com their secondary conference to yeah. online. But, but look who pulled out of South by Southwest. Apple, Facebook, Intel. I mean, you know, they got some big players that were pulling out of there with well, everything yeah. they do. And the, the couple things I was reading was saying that the conference itself didn't cancel it, but the city canceled it. And I was reading speculation, or, or I don't know if it's speculation or truth, that South by Southwest couldn't cancel because then they couldn't make insurance claims. But if it was canceled for them by the city, then they could right. claim this losses on their insurance, which is right. kind of inter interesting. Well, it's um, going to be terrifying for the insurance companies, right? Oh yeah, but you know, hell, that's what you it. have insurance for. I mean, that's the question. Much. So if I if I'm if I get a booth and the show gets canceled, I assume I get my deposit back. I mean, legally, they'd have to give it back. Well, right? n not necessarily. They can force you to roll it over to the next year. Hmm. I mean, I, I, there's if I remember the contracts right, your deposit is is gone if you don't participate or do anything else. If you break your contract, you lose the deposit. Which they've been setting on for months, anyways. Right, but, but if, there, you realize should, should there some be of those some act of God clause in there or something? Well, but that's the way they get out of everything is act of God clause. But but think about it. Some of this, some of these people spending millions of dollars yeah. on the booth. Yeah. And oh yeah. And you look at you know Aries, a good one to example. They start doing the lighting grid in their booth seven days before the show starts. Well, so even the the months of preparation of marketing material. And the thing is, it's all completely useless because a year is an eternity in the tech world. So oh. anything that was for this year is going to be completely uh, disposable before next year. So here's an interesting question. Uh, I can't remember how NAB attendance has been going the last few years. I mean, it hasn't been, it hasn't like gone into the tank. It's been- No, it's been... picked back up, I think, over the last two well, or three, that's right? That's what After I was thinking. Dip. There's all this discussion of like, our conference is dead. Do we need conferences anymore with the internet? I do believe the face-to-face -face thing is still something that is it's completely and totally um, worth every every penny of it. But if you if it something like that, NAB or another conference is canceled because of this, does that make people the following year say, you know what, I didn't I didn't miss it last year. I'm not I'm not going to go now that it's back on. I think that's probably the biggest worry if you're a conference organizer. Well, yeah, I don't disagree with that. And I look at, you know, some of the other shows. Uh, I know the Northwest Pacific Lens Summit's been canceled at Corner Camera, what? which is Northwest Pacific Lens Summit. A this lens. is a little lens. Yeah, it's all about optics. And it was, it's, it's like in his third or fourth year. It's put on by Kerner Camera, a rental house in Portland, Oregon. And it's one of the most, it's Sounds one of the greatest events. I, I went last year and it was hilarious. I remember sitting in a group with uh, Phil Holland, 
Matt Duclos, Art Adams, and myself listening to people talk about stuff. And it was Art and Phil Holland talking about micro contrast and all those kind of things in lens. And Duclos and I sitting in the back going, you want to get in here? And like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to stay back here and just listen. <laughs> and, and I mean, and, and all the manufacturers were there, you know, the locals were there. And it was just a great time. And it's a little tiny venue in a rental house. But there were probably a couple hundred people there. You might have ever seen the footage they put up of of Darth Vader in a uh, in a kilt on a unicycle with blowing flames. They do. It's kind of the shtick of some Portland guy that does that. But, it, you know, it's little tiny shows, too. It's big shows. It's all kinds of things. I wonder what this is going to do for, like, something like Cine Gear. Far enough in advance, can they plan for it? You know, it's, you know, is this something that Cine Gear is going to affect Cine Gear? Because if NAB doesn't happen, Cine Gear is the show that a lot of the camera companies, I mean, Red and some of the camera companies have moved more towards the Cine Gear style presentation. Right. And, you know, what does this mean for Cine Gear? And, and if not Cine Gear in L.A., Cine Gear in Atlanta in the fall, because yeah. there are not really any big shows over the summer for our type of technology. Well, you know what? History will tell us in these uh, in these coming weeks, I, I, I do suppose. So I think we're all going to be glued to the uh, the internets and seeing, you know, if and when who goes next and what happens to the to the big show. I just I hope that the uh, you know as I mentioned early on that it's got to be an impossible position for the for the NAB organizers, but I do hope they'll be thinking about all these people coming and, and, you know, I'm, I'm committed to go and I'll go if it's, if it's on, but you know, I'm not, I was on, I was on a planning call today for it. So, you know, well, I, I still have to I teach and be right prepared. So I'm not a, uh, you know, uh, not German for what word I'm looking for. I'm not a, you know, an alarmist, but, uh, you know, I, I try not to take unnecessary risks sometimes in my life now. And I'm like, you know, how, 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 important how much of a risk is this? Yeah, you know, and I, th I think that's the worst thing is we don't really don't, can't seem to get the right answers on it. But but on the other hand, guys, you know, if this goes on, if NAB actually happens, you'll be able to get a seat in any restaurant in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Where can we go? Let's. What's one that we couldn't? We normally wouldn't be able to go to, Gary. That we'll be able to get into. Uh, I'm going to Major Domo. All um, right, it's David David Chang's new place. Let me know there. when I want to go. Uh, I think I can arrange that. So, but yeah, I do a I do a, I do a private dinner every year and have for like the last five or six years. A group of my friends that get together and we always go out for dinner. And uh, it's you quite know, the that's, eclectic. That's kind of what NAB is, right? I mean, that's that's really the value is it's the one sure. place you can catch up with people from you know decades worth of being in the industry. It's people move around a lot. And it's kind of like you can guarantee to catch up, and it's a it's a really sweet time for that in in particular. And that's one of the things that'll be a real shame. And I think that's why conferences are still worth worth their weight because it's yeah. just stuff you can't do you 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 can't do any other any other way. I mean, I I yeah. have done some amazing deals at shows like that where it's just finally get to connect with someone and say, hey, look, I you know I want this, I can give you this, and bam, done, and and. Uh, and a, a thousand emails couldn't have uh, got to the point the way just those uh, personal meets do. 
Yep. Well, it's and it's a little different for you, Damien, because you live in L.A. But for Scott and I, we have to go to see these people because you know I, we live in flyover space, and That's it's a true. totally different, a totally different attitude outside of Los Angeles about going to the shows. Well, but and, see, you don't drive the four or five, so it's 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 almost I, as difficult as flying. <laughs> dude, I learned a long time ago to navigate Los Angeles without ever going on the four or five. <laughs> And, and we can have a whole discussion on the number of different ways I can get from LAX to Burbank. <laughs> I'm telling you, anything on the west side might as well be in uh, Texas because you're not going there. Good old. It <laughs> or always if you're returns, on the west side, you never leave. You know, it always returns yeah. back to L.A. traffic discussions, <laughs> no matter what. All right, gentlemen, let's take a fork right. in this one. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for, uh, for what's happening in our, um, in our uh, beloved conference. I, I would say we'll have a good read on this by the end of the week uh, yeah, i think I, it's gonna be another i think it's too i think we're not gonna know until 30 days out really All which right. is next week which is middle of next week so i think that's when they're gonna start pulling pulling the plug i mean when you start seeing things everybody's been waiting until about 30 days out to say anything or less and i think they have to for insurance purposes i i my prediction is if black magic or avid pull out uh you know you're at least for the the future of the south hole things look pretty bleak yeah, and I'm saying in the Central Hall, if, you know, one of the Japanese manufacturers, I mean, you know, look at that. You've got Canon and, and Aerie and those kind of companies there, Fujinon and others. There's a whole bunch of companies that have the majority of their engineers come from outside the United States. If they're not coming, it makes it difficult to have a show. Yeah. So, yep. and, and, and every hall is affected like that. It doesn't matter whether you're in the South Hall lower or the South Hall upper or, you know, you're in the Central Hall or you're in the truck area in between. There's, there's, there's a big player in every venue there that's, that has to decide whether this is the time to stay or go. Time will tell. All right. Until next time, gentlemen. Talk to you soon. Have a good See one. You.